birth education here at Mommy Labor Nurse and getting everybody nice and prepared for birth because ultimately, you know, knowledge is power and the more informed that you are when you come and have a baby, I feel like the less likely you're going to be to experience birth trauma and more likely you're going to have a much more positive mindset going into motherhood. So that's what we're all about. Hey guys. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Selfie Show. Where we are bringing the weekly dose of sweet and salty. I am Tori, the founder and now co-host of the show. I am a nurse, blogger, and podcaster. And I am Sam. I'm a flight nurse, college professor, podcaster, powerlifter, and co-host of The Selfie Show. And today we are talking off the clock with Liesl Teen, founder of Birth It Up, online birthing courses, mommy labor nurse on Instagram. We are talking all the babies. Yes. This is going to be such a good one. And uh, for those of you who are OG uh, tips from Tory people, actually, Liesl came on and did a takeover for me a long, long time ago. And so we thought this would be great to bring her on today because she is, first of all, such a wealth of knowledge, but she's super, just everything that she's done in building an empire. We're really going to get into it today, you guys. You're in for a treat. Tip of the week. Okay. So this one... um, I just think it's just something that I kind of live by and I think it's something that is just really important to remember in your daily life and that's really to take care of your people. So um, the people I'm kind of thinking of directed at would be if someone who works for you or um, just your close friends friends even, just remember, remembering the people who are really helping you in your own life. I know for me this last couple weeks, um, you know, I was working with Tawny, our photographer, and, you know, there's just things that I like to do for my people. Like I'll have a coffee ready or um, I'll give her a little extra tip or, you know, sending someone a text or even just like a handwritten note. That's why we love to do the handwritten notes for you guys in when we do the reviews. I just think like taking care of your people is something that I just truly try and live by and really embrace. And I just... I don't know. I don't think we do enough of that. I think getting in the habit of giving handwritten thank you cards is one of the best things that you can do mm-hmm. because that speaks volumes. Anytime someone is giving me a handwritten thank you card for anything, yeah, I am always appreciative, always grateful. And it just shows to me the kind of person they are and that they value me. For sure. I think it's just, or, you know, sending flowers to someone if they had a big event, you know, just think thinking of your people. I mean, that's the whole point of this and that's why I love this community I really try we try and really show you guys how much you mean to us but you know pass it on I think that's the that's the tip of the week what's yours Samantha all right everything needs a home Mm, love this. so I'm going through like a huge closet remodel right now and throwing away like all this stuff but I'm trying to house everything so do you ever watch like the home edit on Netflix I didn't see that one, but I do love the Marie Kondo moment. No, go watch the home edit on Netflix. Okay. They use these like clear plastic containers for basic. They actually have a line at the container store. Mm, Okay. Um, They use these clear plastic bins for everything, but they've done like Reese Witherspoon's closet, Khloe Kardashian's garage. Oh, I think I have seen them. They have a big Instagram. I think. Yeah. yeah, So that has inspired me to give everything a home. Nothing should just be shoved in a corner. Everything needs a home. But I think right now going into this busy holiday season and just how crazy life gets in the fall and winter, 
it's going to be so nice to have everything ultra super duper organized it gives me like a very big sense of peace and calmingness to wake up and just see that everything has a place yeah and has a home and I feel like I'm always running around from job to job out here to the podcast to the gym I'm always running on empty and so it gives me it kind of brings down my like anxiety and my just organized energy to be organized yeah so this is your sign of before things get chaotic right now. In the holiday season. Get get everything in place. I love it's that. It's going to make you feel better. Because when I wake up and I just see organization, I'm like. <sighs> I've done sigh. a couple rehauls of the office area. Yeah. And then even down here, I'm about to do an overhaul of our, our cabinets here in the podcast room. But it feels good. Yeah. Just get organized. But the container store has really good containers. But some of them are kind of expensive. Yeah, they are so a the home pricey. edit ones. Amazon has some good ones too. I would also say check out like the 99 cent store. Ooh, that's a good tip. Home Goods or Marshalls or whatever also has a lot of really good ones. So sometimes like it's possible to get organized on a budget also. For sure. So if you want to get pricey, the container store has amazing things. I'm a big fan of the ones that swivel. So you have the plastic containers that are in a circle. Like the Lazy Susan. The Lazy Susan type. I put like all my like meds. Do you remember? You probably don't remember this. That was one of my first tips oh was it from tips from tori Tori? we use the lazy susan underneath in our bathroom Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. that's i love it that's That's what i'm doing with my bathroom right now and then i put one in my closet that has all my excedrin and ibuprofen and Ah! stuff it just makes it so much easier to find everything fabulous yes love Love that that for for me this is a good unpopular opinion all right you guys unpopular opinion of the week sam this is on brand with what we're going to be talking about today as far as labor goes (laughs) You're not both pregnant. Your wife is pregnant. Stop it. Like when men are like, we're pregnant. Bitch, you are. You ain't anything. It is so annoying. You're expecting. Yes, you're expecting a baby. You are. And I don't diminish the role of a father or a dad or a a partner partner of any kind. But if you're not... You're not physically pregnant. Your body isn't undergoing the changes. Your hormones aren't fucked. You're not (laughs) experiencing all these side effects of pregnancy. You're not pregnant. I want to know where that started. Like, who started the trend of saying, we're pregnant? Like, it's just so annoying. Like, okay, yes. I like the way you said it. Like, we are expecting. Yes. And I appreciate the the partner that wants to be supportive and involved and say, you're not just doing this by yourself. I'm here for you. I'm going to support you. So yeah, you are expecting a new baby. It is going to be a huge life transition for you. So I'm not undermining the fact that their world's <laughs> about to change also. Yeah. It is. And I think the support is great. More people should do it. Right. <laughs> but you're not pregnant, bitch. <laughs> Your vagina is not about to get absolutely wrecked. Oh, or you're God. not about to have some C-section scar. Right. You're right. not pregnant. Sit down. <laughs> Sit down. Sit down. Roll. Support. Cook them a meal. Rub their feet. Yes. Love that. Maybe some laundry. Yeah. Go get the car mm-hmm. uh, gassed up. Mm-hmm. Get the car washed. Oh, there's so many things we can we can throw at you. But I feel bad for Jacob when oh, you're God. pregnant. I'm gonna be psycho. Yeah, like you're honestly kind of nuts. Lord now. willing, we do. You know, we're not gonna put. We're gonna put out the good juju. But yeah, I am gonna be a psychopath. Yeah, for sure. Does he have the mental fortitude for this I don't know. version of? Tony? I don't think he's prepared. He he is so ready for kids. I know he I'm wants like, kids, but does he know that? You pregnant is probably going to be the worst 40 I, weeks of his life <laughs> ever. You're he not might wrong. have one kid and be like, never again, <laughs> to be honest. We want, I want to do two. 
Yeah. One is like, honestly, mm. you kind of need twins because I don't know that Jacob could handle eight weeks of you pregnant. I would love to have twins. I'm not even gonna lie. Yeah. Like I I say that and everyone who's had twins is like, no, you don't. But I'm like, I actually kind of do. Like, I think I could do this chaos for a shorter amount of time. You know what I mean? Like just wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Get it done. I think obviously the newborn period or like infancy where they're all pregnant is, or not pregnant, whether like feeding and stuff all at once is probably pretty miserable, but we're NICU nurses. We get fucking tripled with three babies yeah. on a shift. <laughs> Granted, you get to clock out and go home and be done. Yeah, and for those of you, the crappy ratios get like six. Yeah, but I'm just saying, if anyone's equipped for twins yeah, I know. or multiples, it's a NICU nurse. Like, I kind of already <laughs> know how taxing it is. Like, every three hours, you know, it's like, it's a nonstop hamster wheel. But I'm like, I think I'm here for that. I'm just saying, I don't know that Jacob could handle more than one pregnant Tory. <laughs> You're, not yeah. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Absolutely. You guys, we are so excited about the guest of this week, Miss Liesl Teen. So she is a labor and delivery nurse, a mom of two, an entrepreneur, brand builder, founder of Birth It Up. It's a series of online birth courses for expecting mothers. She's also on a mission to help empower new moms to give birth and care for their newborns with confidence. So she started Mommy Labor Nurse back in 2017. And that's actually when I originally found her. So I personally have been able to watch her grow through this. And it has been so much fun. You guys, she holds a huge presence now on IG with over 380,000 followers. She's created this amazing brand, this blog, which is now also a podcast. We highly recommend that for you guys. And she has helped over 20,000 expecting moms who have taken her course and transitioned into motherhood, which is crazy to me that's insane that's a lot yeah and growing she's also been featured on baby list very well family happiest baby the tot and has truly created a community where her number one goal you guys is to support women which i think here this is so on brand with the selfie show we are so excited to bring her on today to offer all these resources and her fun story. So without further ado, you guys, let's welcome Liesl Teen to The Selfie Show. Okay, so we like to start things off spicy here at The Selfie Show. So we want to know, what is your unpopular opinion? So I have a couple, okay? (laughs) So my first unpopular opinion is that visitors at the hospital like you you really should be limited on the visitors that you have especially postpartum at the hospital because we've seen now with covid oh my gosh breastfeeding rates are higher um you get a little bit more sleep because you're not worried about people coming to see you so that's definitely like definitely an unpopular opinion but i think now like people going through the process understand that, oh, actually it's really to my benefit not having all of these family members like a revolving door. Like I remember how it was with my first one versus my second one, giving birth with my second one during the peak of COVID and how much more chill it is just obviously because I was a second time mom too, but just not having to coordinate with my family and his family and just everything. Obviously everybody's social situation is different. So, you know, if you're the kind of person that you don't have, you know, a partner or something like that's a little bit different, but I'm speaking to those people who it's like, especially it's like your first baby, you have family in town. They're like so excited. They want to come visit the hospital. Like just tell them to hold off. (laughs) 
Yeah. Actually, it was the same thing for us at the bedside. It made it so much easier. Well, I feel like people also feel so obligated and they don't know how to say no. So when it's like out of their hands, they don't feel like the guilt behind it either. It's a lot easier. Yeah, it's a lot easier. So my second unpopular opinion is kind of a silly one, (laughs) but I honestly have never understood why people post ultrasound pics on um, social media or wherever. It's okay if you share it with like your family or whatever. And it's like your baby's penis or your baby's (laughs) vagina. And it's like, it's like, I I get it. They're like still in womb. It's like not. But if you think about it, you're like, that's my baby's penis or vagina, right? Like, yeah. Why is that? Why is that? Why is that okay? Why are right? we? Yeah. Right. No, we should not be <laughs> like, allowing that. Isn't that a weird thought? It's though? very strange. It is, and we've had the unpopular opinion where I personally like hate gender reveals because I'm oh, just yeah. like I don't care yeah. if it's a boy or a girl either. Just <laughs> right. Just right. I just if it's got ten fingers and ten toes, you're already off to a good start. Coming <laughs> you're from winning. my NICU background, so you're I'm winning. Like, I just I never care. Coming no one cares. From, coming from the NICU nurses, mm-hmm. we're like, yep. Heartbeat, 10 fingers, 10 toes, you're welcome. Even a heartbeat doesn't you're necessarily good, mean right? it's not a congenital heart defect either. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. How, how is that heart working? I don't know. Just that seems like the most insignificant piece is whether it's yeah. a boy or girl. Absolutely. Especially care. nowadays, right? Actually, can we talk about, I hate when people post their pregnancy tests positive. I don't need to see the stick you peed on just to know that you're having a baby. Like, I'm happy for you. I'm so, I just sent out one of my coworkers last night is like expecting. I'm like so excited for them, but it's like I don't need to actually see, see the your physical pee stick. stick. Yeah. Noted. Yeah. Noted. And sometimes there's still like a little bit of pee. Yes. In the, like the plastic part. Yes. In the little chamber thing. And you're like, okay, like you could tell us, you could announce to the world without showing your pee stick. Is yeah. All I'm for saying. sure. For sure. Yeah. Pee stick Fair. not needed. Yeah, things things that we do, things that we do. I love it. So, okay, Lisa, I have been following you. Well, Sam and I both, but for God, for years now. Um, you actually did yeah. a takeover for me. Was it th- three years, two years ago? A long time ago. I know. Yeah. yeah. I remember when we were impressed we when her account hit like fifty k, and we're like, wow, her yeah. account yeah. had like this crazy growth. Totally. And I'm like looking at you now, now and I'm like, girl, you have built this empire, and it's just thank you. <laughs> what I I just love everything that you're doing. But so for people who are unfamiliar with you, let's hear a little bit about your journey. Like, where did you start? Where did you grow up? All of the things. Yeah. So my name is Liesl and I am a labor and delivery nurse from Raleigh, North Carolina. And I am a mom to two boys now married. And I kind of just started with the idea of I came off three months maternity leave after having my first first kiddo and went back to the bedside, um, was working about three quarter time at that point, like almost full time. But I worked three quarter time and had call requirements. So I was like pretty much going back full time. And I loved my job as a labor and delivery nurse, like bedside labor and delivery nurse. But there was this pull, you know, to still be at home with my kiddo that I just had that's fresh, you know, three months old. So I struggled with that for a few months and was constantly trying to like think of, okay, what can I do? Can I supplement any income at home? You know, me and my husband, my husband's not 
like he has a job, but we weren't in a financial situation where I could stay home or anything. So I'm like trying to think of ways that I can, you know, supplement a little bit of income at home. So maybe I could drop to part time and spend a little bit more time with my kiddo without, you know, quitting completely. So that kind of got to the point where I um, was on Pinterest one day and like how to start a blog came up and I'm like, oh, I could start a blog. Like that sounds really great. And I have all this, you know, bedside nursing, labor and delivery um, experience and knowledge. And there's not a lot of blogs out there. There are a lot of mommy blogs out there, but not a lot of blogs that are just by labor and delivery nurses. So like that could be a really cool spin on things. And I wasn't even thinking about Instagram or social media or anything at this point. It was just, let me start writing some articles and see how I can get some traction on Pinterest. And, you know, did like that typical blogger route, I think that a lot of people start, you know, that way. So I got that started. I wasn't even called mommy labor nurse at that point. I worked on my blog for a few months and then went live with it. Um, live as in like told my Four, four or 500 friends on, you know, social media about it um, in February of 2018. So started it then, went live with it, got some traction for a few months on Pinterest, like started getting some views on Pinterest. It was going really well, started dabbling in like affiliate marketing and I was making, you know, a couple, a couple extra hundred bucks a month, like after a few months. So I'm like, this is like great. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm woohoo. I'm like doing it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so at that point, I think I dropped to part-time ish around there. And then in, um, October of that year, about six months down the road, I took a course specifically for Instagram, Instagram marketing, and I changed my name to mommy labor nurse. I changed my brand. I changed the way that I just take pictures and it just kind of took off from there. A few months after that, I put out my first course, which I still have. It's the original course, but the videos are all different and the content has been updated since then. And yeah, then that next year I did, I think I put out three courses that year. Four, I can't remember. I don't even remember. I think it was three or four new products that year and just started, just started learning, you know, okay, people like this type types of content. This pe- these people don't like this type of content, like trying to throw stuff against the wall and see what fits. That later that year in 2019 is when I had my sister come on to and um, do a little bit of assistant work on the side. I was probably around that hundred thousand follower mark at this point, I think sometime in 2019. So she started working a little bit for me part-time. And then by uh, the beginning of 2020, she was full-time. And then, yeah, 2020, I hired another person full-time. And then now 2021, I have another person full-time and another part-time person. So it's five of us now. Um, But yeah, it's just kind of grown in terms of in terms of like not even my follower count, but just like we've gotten a lot smarter with the way that we market our courses via, you know, email marketing and figuring out pain points a lot clearly, a lot more clearly. And yeah, it's been a journey. Now it's just like, okay, you know, what kind like, where do we go next? It's, it's really fun. Like I really get, it's my passion. This is my calling. You know, I loved my bedside thing, but I feel like I can do so much more with mommy labor nurse than I ever could just at the bedside. So this is a great question because Sam and I actually, I think we feel this a little bit. Do you think there will be a point when you 
no longer work bedside. Yeah, that's something that I've really dabbled with, um, especially in the past year with COVID and after having a second baby too. So right now I am casual at my hospital and that's just like per diem, people I think call it, you know, different at different hospitals, but I basically work like twice a month. So I do usually do weekends. Sometimes I'll work a weekday shift, but I usually do like every other weekend or I'll group my um, weekend. Like I'll do a Saturday, Sunday, or like a Friday, Sunday, and then I don't have to work for like a whole nother month. So it's working okay now, but it's still kind of at that point where I go in and I'm, you know, I can kind of keep up. Like I'm not losing my bedside skills, I would say at this point, but sometimes there's like a policy that changed and I'm like, oh, we scrub our C-sections differently. You know, it's just like random stuff like that. And you're like, I do kind of feel a little bit, you know, not, not as fresh as I would be obviously if I were there like all the time, like I was. Um, so yeah, we've, I've thought about it. Um, I think at this point I'm still doing pretty good with, being casual. And then I would have to kind of think about, I, I don't really want to lose my RN license. So I'm like, how, how does that even work? Well, and it kind of keeps you like on the fence or on the pulse of like what's going on, which is what I think Sam and I feel like as yeah. nurses. Like, So you guys, are you guys still at the bedside? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm part time. Yeah. Sam just got off a shift. So she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm nice and You're fresh. Yeah. It's a tough. It's yeah. tough because yeah. We definitely we're not nearly at the point that you are, but it's interesting because to be able to balance having enough time to do the thing that you love but also then staying relevant as a nurse yeah. and keeping up with your skills. We both still work at least part-time hours. Beyond yeah. even skills though, it's even just being connected to those in our community too to kind of just understand I mean we talk so much about life outside of nursing what it's like to be a nurse and then I don't know to leave would be weird but we're tired man (laughs) we're tired I know I know and I feel like bedside nursing has changed a lot especially now with COVID like the the culture Mm -hmm. is it's very different yes absolutely. Um, and I think people are starting to talk more about it like how draining bedside nursing really is and just there's a it's it's very different but i mean i'm lucky that the the hospital that i work at is is a great hospital we have a lot of resources and our my manager is great and everything but yeah it's still there's still like that oh man i i have a i have a shift this weekend darn like i have to go into the hospital darn you know that kind of thing um so it's it's tough but then but then sometimes i'll go in and i'll have like oh, an amazing you know mom that i and i'm like mm-hmm. i don't this is I'm why. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think we all have yeah. those moments. You know, diving into this, uh, all of these things that you've built, do you think you were always an entrepreneur? Like, was that something that, do you think it's always been in you? No, absolutely not. Like, this is m- not me <laughs> at all. Um, and I think it's really cool because I think I really have, it's really given me a lot of, like, confidence that I didn't have, at, you know, my younger self didn't have. Um, but no, I never, ever, ever saw myself being any sort of like business, you know, kind of person. I always saw myself as, you know, I'll go to nursing school, I'll be a bedside nurse, you know, kind of forever. I always knew that I had a passion for education because I always loved educating my patients at the bedside and just, just in nursing school in general, I just kind of thought, yeah, 
maybe I'll, maybe I'll eventually go back to school. Like I thought I would go back to school and be a nurse practitioner and, or get, get my, sorry, not a nurse practitioner, but get my master's in nursing education and then like teach nursing, nursing students. Um, because that's always kind of what my, my pull has been to been towards. So yeah, once I kind of got this idea though, it, it really did shift. And I realized that, wow, this is like tickling something in me that is like, I didn't even realize that I had, you know, it's like I'm using my creative brain and it's like, there there's great incentive to build this business. It's not even really about making money. It's like more about just how, how big can I get it? And now it's like hot. And now I didn't even realize how cool it is to hire more people too, and give people opportunities like you know, a couple of the girls that I work with have kids and they're able to stay home more with their kids and be casual at the hospital. So it's like, that's really fulfilling for me too, to be able to offer that to, to other, you know, other people. So it's, it's very cool, but no, Liesl was never, ever, ever thinking that I would be an entrepreneur. <laughs> never. <laughs> Did you go into nursing school knowing you wanted to do L&D? Yes, for sure. So I, when I was um, in middle school, I like loved that show, A Baby Story on TLC. Maybe you guys know that show, <laughs> but I would like binge watch that show. Um, and I just loved everything about pregnancy and babies and newborns. I let, you know, I was just always very intrigued by pregnancy and labor delivery. My mom, I remember growing up would tell me all the time, you know, her, my birth story and my sister's and how she felt so, so well taken care of by her labor and delivery nurses and how they were just, you know, angels and blah, 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 blah. So like when I went, um, when I went into nursing school, I knew that I, I wanted to, whether it was labor and delivery, whether it was pediatrics, whether it was NICU, whether it was, the, I wanted to do something like that. And then when I had my L&D rotation in nursing school, I saw a mom deliver vaginally. It was her second baby. And I just remember like being like, oh my gosh, that is the cool. And I didn't have any kids at this point, but never witnessing a live birth or anything in my life. And seeing that and being like, okay, this is like, I don't know how long it's going to take, but I want to be that nurse that's like on the other side of the bed right here supporting this mom. Like I was the exact opposite. And I'm sure, I'm sure there are, I almost passed out. Oh, I know. I literally, I remember (laughs) grabbing my friend's scrub top, like just the edge of it on the bottom and holding onto it and like deep Deep breathing. Cause I was like, I'm going to pass out in this person's like delivery room watching I was just I was horrified it was like out of knocked up I was just like yeah Yeah, it's it's not not for everyone people don't realize birth is no joke I agree I think L&D is like either you're all in or you're like nah not for me bro yes I don't think people realize if they haven't experienced birth what actually goes on down there because it's a lot to process I was shook. Yes. I was and shook. And there's a lot of, it's very, like, we wear hospital scrubs for a reason. It's very messy. <laughs> you know, it's, like, not, it, it can get very, very messy very quickly. What's your, like, like favorite, least favorite type of thing when you're, you, when you're working bedside? Like, what do you love? What do you hate? So I would say um, some of my favorite patients to take care of 
It depends on, it depends, but I love, I love a first time mom that is, you know, just, I don't want to say clueless, but needing (laughs) someone to like really support her during her birth. Maybe she is going unmedicated or maybe not, but I love that bond that I'm able to make with my patients like so quickly. And it's, I feel like it's, since I speak to a lot of first-time moms with mommy labor nurse, I feel like I bond with those types of patients really, really quickly and really easily. Um, so I love a good first-time mom who is just in it for the first time. She's a little nervous and I'm able to just really calm her down. Um, so I love those patients. And then I love a good, I mean, who doesn't love a good, quick, easy um, second or third time mom come yeah. in and she delivers like a freaking <laughs> you know, bomb, Champ. bomb ass girl, you know, like, like easy delivery. Like, like, like no I got her problem. lunch break practically. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I love those types of patients. And then honestly, like I love, I, I don't want to say I love it, but there is something to be said about those patients who are having a more difficult like they're having a fetal demise or they're having a baby that they know that's going to go to NICU or they're having some, some sort of delivery like that. Um, I don't, it's tough to like, I don't seek those people out, but there is, there is something about those patients that I do really, really love taking care of those patients because that's like, it's almost like an honor to be in, like in that part of, that person's life at that moment, you know? Um, so I love taking care of those types of patients too. Probably my worst patients are if it's very unexpected, like something very unexpected happens, like you have to go back really, really fast for an emergency C-section or baby unexpectedly, you know, goes to NICU quickly or, a really bad postpartum hemorrhage or something and just everything's kind of haywire. I feel like this is a perfect segue to tap into some of the courses that you have created. So I I would like to go through a couple of them and like see like hear your you know sort of the a little bit more about them. So like we have the natural birth course, epidural C-section, newborn basics. So let's go through them. Okay, before we get into that, we have not talked about this much on the podcast, but do you know that we have a complete nurse interview guide available Mm. for you on our website? Fun fact, that's actually how Sam and I started. True. Before the podcast. Was creating this resource. Mm -hmm. Much needed, much asked about, but it is a 28-page ebook. It's a digital download, so you'll get it right away. It has all of our pro tips to help you actually land your dream job. And let's be honest, you guys, interviewing can be so overwhelming. And so Sam and I, with our collective 18 years of experience, we wanted to bring you guys all of the latest, hottest tips. So we get into the interview prep, job interview 101, the things that they don't tell you, nursing interview Q&A. We also have a bonus section with extra questions that we have both experienced in our own professional life. The best thing you can do for any interview is to actually take these practice questions and do them out loud. Have someone read them. Don't even look at them. Mm -hmm. Get them 
hand them off to a friend, family member, whatever, have them ask you the questions on the spot and see what your answers are and then actually practice them. We go into portfolio breakdown, resume and cover letter 101, the things that you can do early, social media considerations, the whole bit. So if you guys head over to selfiepodcast.com and go to the top at the tab, there is a section for our ebook. You guys head over check it out. And it's also a great way to support this show. All right, you guys, let's get back into the show. Yeah. So we have Birth It Up, have three different birth courses. So Birth It Up, the natural series, the epidural series, and the C-section series. And then we have Newborn Basics 101. And spoiler alert, that's actually getting ready to go into like all of um, all three of our birth courses. So we're going to like combine them and just have three products basically. Um, but it's going to be all the same con like it nothing's going away we're just like meshing them together um so birth it up the natural series is typically for a mom who is a little bit more interested in going unmedicated for her birth um but she also wants to be covered and learn about you know epidurals if she needs to get an epidural or pain medica- IV pain medication or other options, you know, for pain. Um, but that's definitely for someone who wants to go a little bit more unmedicated. And then the epidural series is for a mom who absolutely knows that I want an epidural. Me. But I still want, yeah, <laughs> but, but I still want birth education. I don't want to know what's going on, but I want an epidural, Liesl. Um, so that is for for that type of patient. And I I also have a section in there called, oops, I accidentally went natural because oh, occasionally yeah. that happens. Yeah. That's my worst fear in life ever. <laughs> Literally. It shouldn't fear. be it shouldn't be your worst oh, fear. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's terrifying it's up for there. someone. Top five. Yeah. For, <laughs> yeah, for someone for someone like that who is like, I am dead set on my epidural. Um and really, to be honest that can turn into birth trauma. You know, you think that you're going in and you want an epidural, maybe it's your first baby. It happens. It happens. Moms come in and they go crazy fast and they're not able to get an epidural or maybe they get an epidural and it's one-sided or it's not working properly or they still have, you know, the ring of fire at the end, you know, these things that they, that they didn't anticipate. Oh, wait, I'm not going to like not feel anything. So, I have that section in that course for just like, hey, this is this is just in case like you go a little bit too fast or something doesn't work. Like these are some pain management techniques to get you through. And we dive into epidurals really, really deep. Um, So that one is for that type of mom. And then the C-section series is for a mom who has like a scheduled C-section. So maybe she found out her baby was breech or transverse or she has a placenta previa or some, you know, reason why she would need a scheduled C-section. We also cover unplanned c-sections in both birth it up the natural series and birth it up the epidural series because obviously we know that sometimes unplanned c-sections happen so yeah those are our birth courses and then the newborn basics course which i like i said is going to be combined um here in the next couple months but newborn basics is basically like a bringing home baby course um and i made it during covid because all of the bringing home baby courses got canceled at the hospital now i think they're starting to kind of do some more but i think they've recently kind of stopped again because of the delta all the delta covid variant um you know restrictions have gotten a little bit also, unpopular opinion, I never want to go to something if I don't have to in person. 
So yeah. the more online yeah. resources, yeah. no, really. Uh, yeah. I'm yeah. like, that's not an unpopular opinion. <laughs> well, I'm just like, now that things are like coming back because of COVID, I'm like, no, 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 no. We don't need to come back in person to anything. Let's, yeah. this, we're on to something here. Let's keep this going. <laughs> yeah. So, newborn basics, we go over, you know, bathing, um, diapering, health and safety, feeding. All clipping a baby's nails, like all of this stuff that I, you know, a lot of stuff also like, okay, this is the stuff that you do need to, when you have your baby. This is like the stuff that's kind of extra fluff, but you, you know, it'll make your life a little bit easier. This is the stuff that's really like not I don't recommend you get. It's so funny because like the products out there now, it is crazy to me. There's so much. And I'm like, I always tell parents, especially NICU parents, every single NICU parent listening to this knows you need a lot less than you think you do. Yeah. To actually have a baby. Like you need a lot less things. Like you need like diapers for newborns, right? You need like blankets, diapers, a boob and or feeding, whatever you're feeding. Yeah. You don't need a lot. somewhere for them to sleep. And somewhere for them to sleep safely. that's it. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's yeah. it. No, and I think yeah. with, like, baby showers, like, yeah, things are just gotten so, Crazy. like, extra. There's so many things. Yeah, we're very, like, uh, we're on that unpopular train of maybe, like, less is more, like, less baby showers, yeah. less gender reveals. <laughs> like, it's just a little, it's a lot. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. And that's that's kind of how it is in the course, too, of, like, okay, this is what you can get by as, like, a minimalist. But also, like, these are some things that we recommend if you do want to splurge a little bit more and they might make your life a little bit easier, easier you know, if you go this way. So, um, so yeah, that's newborn basics. And like I said, eventually that's going to be combined with, um, with our birth courses, but okay, yeah, those are our bread and butter. Um, we're all about birth education here at mommy labor nurse and getting everybody nice and prepared for birth because ultimately, you know, knowledge is power and the more informed, that you are when you come and have a baby. I feel like the less likely um, you're going to be to experience birth trauma and, you know, the the more likely you're going to have a much more positive mindset going into motherhood. So that's what we're all about. I love that you kind of give the unexpected options because so many people, yeah. like, yeah. prepare for what they think is going to happen and they don't even right. realize the other things that right. could happen. So yeah, of, of course. Yeah, of course. It's so, it's so, so important. And we really, really stress that like, this is why this course is so deep. Like even the natural series, I explain, Hey, I know you don't want to get an epidural, but I'm still going to inform you about what the procedure is like and what the side effects are like, because you don't know what's going to happen. You know, you might, something might happen. You might change your mind during labor. Yeah. How often does that happen? (laughs) A lot, a a good amount. Yeah. And that could be a traumatic event for you thinking, oh, I prepared so well for my, for, for natural labor. And then going in, it was way more intense than I thought. And I have to get, you know, I want to get an epidural and now I don't, I didn't even learn about epidurals. What are they? So yeah, knowledge, like the more knowledge you can go in, even even learning about things that could be scary um, is beneficial. Like, li- like I'm a firm believer in listening to people's birth stories that are positive. Okay, positive birth stories are always great. Everybody loves to listen to positive birth stories, but also 
allowing yourself to listen to not so positive birth experiences because it's important to hear those those types of things happen too. Because ultimately, if something like that, like a shoulder dystocia, for example, or a postpartum hemorrhage or some, you know, for example, if something like that were to happen to you and maybe you had heard someone talk about it before, even if she was talking about it negatively, it might make such a difference if it ends up happening to you, how you come away looking from that experience. So I'm all about like engulf yourself as much as possible in the birth world while you're pregnant. Can you kind of explain to our listeners what birth trauma is? Because you've mentioned that a couple times, but for people that are listening that might not know. So birth trauma is really exactly, you know, anything that you say it is. So birth trauma can be anything from I wasn't aware that I was going to have so many cervical checks during my labor or I wasn't aware that I was going to have this fully catheter (laughs) in my bladder after and I was totally caught off guard and I have all these feelings associated with it or it can be you know extreme to I had a shoulder dystocia happen during birth or I had a really bad postpartum hemorrhage or my baby had to go to NICU unexpectedly and I'm you know a complete mess it really it, it really depends on what you are taking away from that experience. Like you ultimately decide what is trauma. Only you, really. Is postpartum like a area of education you ever kind of plan on going into as like a part of your work or classes and things like that? We ha- we have a postpartum section in all of our birth courses, but we're getting ready to to fully update our courses in November. Um like I said, combining newborn basics and then just like updating a lot of the information. So we put a lot more education and emphasis into postpartum prep because that is something definitely that we hear from people is like, oh, I, you know, like I prepared so much for birth, but then I felt like I was completely unprepared, you know, for postpartum because you don't think, you know, you think like I got to prepare for the main event. Mm-hmm. I don't have to prepare for I'll just figure it out, you know, afterwards. Um, but yeah, we definitely have a, a big, a big section in there. Like what to expect in the first, you know, 24 hours, what to expect in the first 48 hours. Like these are the sort of feelings that you might be having. This is what postpartum depression, these are signs of postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety. This is what the first six weeks might look like. This is when you should call your provider. This, you know, this is, we have a whole section on like, you know, um, adjusting like to your new, to your new normal with your partner and like conversations that you should have with your partner. If you have a partner, um, lots of, lots of good, because I mean, I think I was very unprepared that first time, especially for postpartum second time around much felt much more prepared, but that first time around postpartum just hit me like a ton of bricks. And I think it hits a lot of people like a ton of bricks. So yeah, we're very aware that there is that gap in postpartum care for sure. I mean, we've had friends who have gone through so much postpartum and I think that's just something that we don't talk enough about, you know, it's just such a huge piece of it. And, you know, I mean, that's like forever after you have baby and then you have this whole life to adjust to, which I think Sam and I are like, we're like, we do have any, it's like, that's like our trauma. It's like, we're just not ready for that yet. I can barely even take care of my plants. Yeah. So. <laughs> Your plants. Oh, so true. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, and and 
like you can't really go back after you have kids, you know? So why not? Yeah. Like live it up. So are your courses available if you ever wanted to like buy them for someone as a gift? Yeah, we we offer gift certificates. That's so cool because I feel like for baby showers and stuff, it's like everyone gets the same. Yeah, well, one, it's, it's like, like okay, the registry like idea. bores me. I'm Love like, that. I don't know. I feel like I've just been to 900, and then. And then everyone buys the same like cutesy clothes and blah, yeah, blah, blah. It's, and annoying. it's like, mm-hmm. I love now thinking about this. I'm like, this is going to be my new like a go to. You know like what? I have yeah. done actually, Liesl. So she has a downloadable, the hospital bag. You have your hospital mm-hmm. bag download. I've actually gifted mm-hmm. that. I've like printed it oh, out cute. for some of my moms. I'm like, this is genius. Like such a cute idea. And it's yeah. your list is so spot on. You guys, if you're listening right now, go download it right now. <laughs> it has, it's such a great list. It is. And that's actually a really good idea, Sam. Like do a good, a gift. I love giving people resources useful. and things that are useful that they wouldn't think of themselves and something like this and I feel like sometimes people have a hard time like investing in themselves but it's such a great resource so I feel like I'm gonna use this as my new little baby shower uh, gift idea thank you yeah no I I I mean obviously I I agree but I um when we were filming our courses a couple weekends ago with our videographer, she said the same thing and she doesn't have any kids and she was like, This is like the this is my new yeah, uh, yeah. baby shower gift. Right. I'm just gonna gift people like a birth, you know, one of your birth courses and then they can just go on and learn all this good stuff. And then it's like, Oh, actually I got all this stuff for my baby shower, but I don't need this, this and this and this. Yeah, and I know, this I know. You know? Well it's like how many onesies can you get at your baby shower? No, right. let me drop you some right. knowledge. <laughs> Yeah, I can't put my <laughs> price tag on the knowledge I'm about to gift you. <laughs> no, I know. I just, I don't know. I feel like this is such a great thing. I'm actually kind of curious about this too. I feel like, you know, as a an as an Ellen D nurse, what's like the one thing you wish women knew, like more about? Like, is there something that you specifically get questions all the time, or you think that we're just not? Yeah, not informed enough about. Um, So I would say like our most popular questions that we get whenever I post about these, you know, certain subjects, it's always like people have a lot to say are pooping (laughs) during delivery. People are very concerned with that Um, and just what happens, you know? Yeah, I mean, exactly, fair. Um, And then tearing. People are very, very concerned about tearing and degrees of tearing and like how to take care of a tear and like oh my gosh, like how do I prevent tearing and everything? So pooping and tearing <laughs> are, are big ones. Um, but I would say like just in general, what I recommend for a first-time mom to do, obviously what I said before, engulf yourself into the birth world because ultimately that's going to decrease that anxiety that you probably have going into your birth. It is crazy to me how everyone, I was going to say, like, I just think that is such a thing. We are also afraid of birth. I think it's such an interesting, like, I don't know if it's this generation. Like, I feel like our moms who went through it just did it. I feel like they didn't have time to think about it because my mom had three kids by the time she was like 24. Also true, yeah. And I'm 35 and I'm terrified. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Me too. I mean, I agree. I'm like, I think both of us. I don't think they even had time to like think about it. It was just like, all right, I'm having babies. Like, is it just our generation or like, what do you, what do you see? I think it's, 
yeah, I think there's, I think there's like a lot of factors there. Um, so first of all, if you're afraid, you should take a mommy labor nurse birth uh, course. Yes, we that's will exactly, be facts. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly the feeling that we want to eliminate is that anxiety and that fear because we know so many people feel that way, especially for their first time. They're like, how can I even think about not being afraid? Like I'm just, I'm terrified. But you'd realize that after you're informed a lot more, I'm actually going to take you from being afraid and not just informed, but I'm going to get you excited about it. And you'd be surprised how many people go into the courses like terrified. And then they're like, okay, I feel really prepared. I'm actually really excited to take this on. Like it doesn't feel scary anymore. I'm really, I'm a, you know, obviously you can't rid, you're still, it's like, it goes from, um, being an event, like being an event that you're dreading and you're like getting, you know, you're sweating about to like Christmas morning. Like you're still (laughs) a little bit, you're still a little bit like, Ooh, like this is happening. But it's like, you're excited about Mm -hmm. it, you know? Mm -hmm. You know, Sam and I are now we're in our thirties and obviously like our moms had kids before us. And I just think like back to like, they just did it. And I just think like, it wasn't like talked about too. So it was kind of just like, you had to just do it and maybe you got like some little education from their own mom like our grandma's dropping some knowledge but like on the media like it wasn't really shown on movies or things like that right. too like the or way if it was it was a very specific yes. way it was like well yeah. it's like okay dad waiting in the room for cigars mom and they're doing <laughs> yeah. her thing and there right. wasn't like yeah. you know but the like crowning scene on knocked up <laughs> i think changed our generation forever that was that was a pivotal moment, moment in our it's like generation. Titanic with Rose and like that moment, yes. and then knocked up, knocked up the crowning scene where everyone was yeah. like, "What just yeah. happened?" That is so funny. Yeah, I think it really has to do a lot with social media is a lot more prevalent, yeah. so it's a lot easier to get scared about things that people are, con- you know, commenting really quick, like, "Oh, I tore." all the way this way, you know, it's, so it's easy to like formulate these thoughts in your head. Um, so yeah, I don't know, but I mean, I think, I think people were still afraid back then. I think people were still pretty afraid. You just didn't have the outlet. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) In terms of your birth experiences, what were those like? I mean, I mean, and when you were choosing an OB as an, as an Ellen D nurse, what are some things that we should be thinking about? Yeah. So really what I encourage people to do is if you can do this before you even get pregnant, then that's really like game time. So let me talk to you guys since you guys aren't <laughs> mm-hmm. aren't pregnant yet. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is what you should do. So go look at hospitals in your area and look up some of their st- statistics. Okay. You can go online. You can go to like the leapfrog group. Um, I think it's the leapfroggroup.org and they have hospital statistics. Uh, they, you can look up their C-section rates. You can look up induction rates, I believe. You can look up VBAC success rates. Um, so start looking up hospital statistics and see where hospital, like certain hospitals rank, okay? Because prime example is we have two really big hospitals in the area and one of them is like more of the community hospital. Um, we see tons and tons of patients, but we only have one private practice that delivers with us. And then we serve, you know, there's just the, like the health department patients and high, we have a high risk clinic as well. And then we have another hospital who, who they have a t- like pretty much all the other private practices in Raleigh and growing up, I'm always thinking, oh, I'm going to deliver it that hospital or like that's where a lot of 
like that's just where you go to ha- have a baby. Um, you don't go to this ho- this other hospital that I work at now. Um, but if you look up the statistics, like the hospital that I work at has about a 14, 14.5, I think, percent C-section rate. One of the lowest actually in the country. Like I'm very proud that our hospital has a very, very low C-section rate. Um, versus if you look at the other hospital, it's like a 32 or 33% C-section rate, which is not far off from the national average, which is right about 30% right now of, you know, the U S national average of C-sections from 2019. Um, but it just goes to show you like, Oh wow, that's a big difference of like, you have a 14% chance of having a C-section, an unplanned C-section versus having a 30%, you know, percentage. They, this other hospital looks like they cater, like it just looks a lot more warm and like, it's a little bit smaller. It just, it, it, it just looks like a little bit better. But if you look at statistics, like the hospital that I work at is way, way better. Um, so I would encourage you to just go look at some hospitals in your area and see what, see how they stack up. Okay. And then once you do that, then look at your practices. Okay. So a lot of times people do it backwards. They start with their practice, their, you know, private practice first or wherever they decide to go. And then they realize, oh, I'm kind of stuck. I have to go deliver at this one hospital. Um, so if you can kind of do it the other way and say, okay, I really want to deliver at this hospital. Like, let me see now what my options are as far as like practices. Um, it's going to, that's definitely what, what I recommend. So definitely do that. I had a girlfriend actually that did it like that. It's interesting that you bring this up because, and she, she had just had her second daughter and she didn't want to have kids after that and at the hospital that she delivered she couldn't have her tubes tied because it was a catholic hospital and they wouldn't do it and she didn't realize that yep and so it's interesting though that you bring that up because not only does it affect you know we talk about this a lot too as far as really just knowing where you're delivering like what's available to you do they have a level three NICU if they don't um you know what's going to happen if should something happen just you know, it's like you don't get onto a plane without the in case of emergency. And right. I think it's I love what you're doing because you're providing education and really, you know, OK, put your os- oxygen mask on and then this is what you do right. and this is how you proceed. Like, I think that's like it's an it's so much education for women. And I think what's also interesting, Sam and I have talked a lot about this and something that I think is maybe a shift in mindset is to have moms really understand like you can have birth preferences over the birth Mm -hmm. plan like I love the idea of a plan but I think really coining it birth preferences because ultimately the driver in the seat is the baby baby's gonna tell you like baby's gonna come out how baby wants to come out if they're stressed you know they're gonna come out you know if they're if something's going on, it's baby really driving it. And I think that's sort of like the shift in mindset of, okay, this is what I would like to do. This is my preference. I have all the education. I feel prepared. But ultimately, it's going to be baby. And I think mm-hmm. kind of allowing for that process. And it's almost like, okay, I feel well-educated. I feel well-informed. I know what my options are. I think you're just, you are doing the Lord's work, woman. You are doing the Lord's work. Thank you. Oh, thank you. You're so sweet. Yeah, no, totally agree. Unfortunately, you can make, you can fill out that nice full birth plan. We have a great one over at mommylabornurse.com slash birth plan. <laughs> 
um, just to plug my <laughs> our freebie. It's totally free. You can download it. Um, but yeah, we have a great template that you can fill out and it's, you know, we go over, it's, it has a lot of different lines that you can fill out, like very specific stuff. It makes you feel in control, right? It does. It makes, it makes you, you feel, feel very much good. in control. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the other great thing about birth plans too, is it gets you thinking about your birth preferences yes. and usually gets you having a conversation with your provider too. A lot of the times, at least ours usually does. Um, so that's really important too, that I really encourage people to do later, you know, down the road when they're pregnant in their prenatal care, make sure that you are at that practice that can support the type of birth that you want to have. Because if you realize, oh, wait a second, I'm 30 some weeks and I really want to have this really natural like water birth or whatever it may be, but I'm at this practice that's not going to support it, then, uh oh, like we have a problem, you know? So that's really, really important too. But yeah, I'm a firm believer in birth plan, but prepare, things might change. So I want to touch on this a little bit because I think it's so interesting. And one of the best tips you ever gave, and it actually, it changed my account, I think forever, to be honest, when I saw this. Oh. So back in 2017, (laughs) you made a big, you took your course for social media. Mm -hmm. And one of the things Mm -hmm. that you mentioned was changing your handle name. Yes. So you rebranded. And I think this is like really interesting because a huge piece of you now and your success is everything that you're doing through social media and really, I just love everything you're doing. Can you touch on this a little bit as far as like branding and the suggestion of the handle? Like I really thought that that was really key. Yeah, that was super key. So really the main reason that I did that was because I took that course. And one of the things that that they said in that course was think about social media and where like what you want people to look at your handle and think about you and then like possibly go follow you. Okay. So my name before on social media was it's labor teen. My business name is still labor teen because my last name is teen and labor is literally the first thing I can think of. Um, so I was so on social media called it's labor teen. That was my handle. And so when I'm going and engaging with my followers, you know, you think like, okay, I'm going to try and get followers, like comment on people's posts or like people's posts or, you know, DMing people or whatever. Um, I'm DMing as, or I'm commenting as it's labor team. And maybe it's just like picture of me, you know, whatever. But what is somebody thinking when they're looking mm-hmm. at that handle? Yeah, it's interesting. They're like, mm-hmm. what is teenager? It's labor teen. Like, are you a teenager? Yeah, are you laboring like, is it teen? as a teen? Yeah, right, like right, what? Right. You know, it's kind of confusing. Right. So I rebranded and I thought about my avatar that I was trying to, um, that, you know, I had in, in my head. So my avatar is like a for, you know, first time mom who needs a little bit, you know, is a little anxious about birth and needs, uh, you know, wants to do everything that they can to understand birth to make it less scary. Um, so I thought about my avatar when I was rebranding and I thought about who I am too and what I'm like out there trying to, trying to do and what my credentials are. So I came up with mommy, labor nurse because mommy is my audience and then labor nurse is like my, that's who I am. And so that is like, think about what you, 
look, think about who you're more likely to follow. Like someone commenting, if you're pregnant for the first time, someone commenting on your post, um, maybe it says, maybe I say something really like you're talking about your water just broke or something. And I say something really like educational, like, like something nurse-esque. Okay. You're much more likely to click on mommy.labornurse, right? Versus like it's labor team. Like who is it's labor team, you know? So that was a big thing that I took away from that. And another big thing was like a lot of people are really, really scared to take that step of changing their name because they think like the followers that I already have, like, I mean, I had seven or 8,000 followers at that point that I, when I rebranded and that's not nothing, you know? So there's this like hesitation of like, well, I already have like seven or 8,000 followers. Like, aren't they going to be confused? It's like, no, no, they'll figure it out. Just, it's a bandaid. Just they, rip that bandaid off yep. and do it. If they really care about where they'll find you, they know, they know. Exactly. But it's interesting. Exactly. So, um, so at the time when I, I remember watching your story when you did that and mm-hmm. at the time I was tips from Tori mm-hmm. and which is my, which is my blog tips from Tori mm-hmm. because I wanted it to be something that was a little less nursey, a little more lifestyle. But it's funny because I remember thinking at that time, like, you know, when I'm on social media, like, what is the one thing, what's my goal here? Like, what am I, what's my purpose? And like, what do I want people to really think about? And I was, that's when I made the decision to switch it to nurse Tori because I wanted it yeah. to be something like, you know, exactly who I am when you're coming here. Now I, you know, having the word nurse in the handle, sometimes I have a, like a love hate with it, but I think it is interesting. I loved your idea and like the mindset. And I think when I change that, it just sort of like, it's like, okay, that's your brand. That's who you are. That's what you're representing. And I just thought that that actually, that was a huge moment for me. And I think I have you to thank for that. I really do. Like you, you were dropping some (laughs) knowledge bombs and (laughs) it's hard to, and I just love, you know, I think you just knew exactly what you came in to do and who your audience is. And I think that you're just doing it so well and you're, you're truly helping so many women. And I think like Sam said, we need, we need this. I think we need things that are accessible to women anywhere right like I want to be able to refer Mm -hmm. this and like we're going to be gifting this for sure to our friends and to like our you know I mean this is huge any plans to do like a course for partners like a specific part yeah I don't want to just say dads well not even necessarily just dads for dads or for support people love that Yeah. So we don't have a specific one. I do currently have a small section in all of our birth courses for partners, Mm -hmm. but when we update our courses, we, we also put a huge, huge update into the partner section because we understand that that is a huge, like, I almost want your partner. I want you to watch this as a mom. But I want your partner to watch it. Like I literally understand what in the yeah in yeah in they the should courses, be just as say, educated. Yeah, right. I was actually going to ask that. Like, who would you recommend this to? And I think this answer is more general than we think it is. I think your answer would be everyone. <laughs> like everyone yeah. who's involved with the birth should watch it. Yeah, I mean, I say, hey, I know that I'm targeting you as a mom, like a first time mom or second time mom or whoever, someone who's you know, needing birth education. And I say in the very like opening section of like, we encourage you to watch this with your, with your partner, whoever, 
you know, whoever is there with you and whoever you choose to be in the room with you. Um, but I understand sometimes how partners are and they don't want to sit through a five hour birth course. Um, so I say, okay, this is the, this is, these are the sections that like you can send your partner and it's like an hour. So you know that they still get like, like the Mm -hmm. meat and potatoes, but it's, you know, I want them to go through the whole thing, but I understand sometimes because I have a husband like that who's like, <laughs> sit here for five hours and listen to, the, you know, yeah, like sure. give me the cliff notes, you know. <laughs> so. so you also have, okay, so you have your, obviously Instagram is like your meat and potatoes, but you also have your blog and your podcast. You're just all these amazing things. Can you speak about those for? Thank you. Yeah. No, super excited about the podcast. I was talking to you guys beforehand that we're about to hit 100 episodes on the Mommy Labor Nurse podcast. So it's coming up. I'm super excited. I love the podcast because I feel like it's just a a like nice extension of what I can do, the limited stuff that I can do on Instagram. Um, so love the podcast. It's just the mommy labor nurse podcast, wherever you can find, you know, wherever you listen to podcasts. And then we have the blog also where that's also an extension, you know, nice beefy blog articles that you can read if you want to learn more. We have tons and tons of blog articles on there that you can go through. A lot of them are, so we just redesigned our header too. So they're um, divided up in like pregnancy, postpartum, breastfeeding, I think, and newborn. But then like within pregnancy, it's like first trimester, second trimester. So it's like very nicely organized. You can just go in there and read, you know, whatever you want. Um, So yeah, no, that's the Instagram is definitely where I hang out. I would say the most. I'm starting to dabble a little bit, a little bit more into TikTok. So, uh, <laughs> Love it. So, what are like some of the podcast episodes mm, that you mm. like touch on, or things that you touch on on your podcast? I do a lot of um, like Q and A's. So, I on Sundays we do. I get on every single Sunday and do like a Q and A on my Instagram. And so uh, we have a fair amount of episodes on the podcast where I just kind of extend that Q and A. So something that I can't fit into like a 15 second clip I want to elaborate on for five, you know, or Mm -hmm. so minutes on the podcast. So I have Q and a kind of style, uh, episodes and then I have a very, various amount of guests. So I just had like feeding littles on the podcast, talk about baby led weaning. I've had, um, like, you know, sleep experts come on. I've had, you know, lots of, lots of like different types of things. And then one of the other big portions that I do is birth stories. So I think that's also like something that's really, I think I said that in the beginning, that's Mm -hmm. really important to listen to people's birth stories, but I have people come on and just tell a lot of different types of birth stories, like, you know, anything from very routine, you know, this this and that happened, or maybe this mom got induced, or this mom had an unplanned C-section, this mom had a you know super traumatic event happened this mom had a baby in the NICU we have lots of we're always looking to expand in the birth story um episodes and it's just that's really fun for me to to get on with with um people and hear their birth stories and just because it's I think it's really therapeutic for them and it's just it's really it's really good like mm-hmm. just good for the soul yeah. for me to sit there with someone for an hour and listen to their birth story it's really neat how do you balance all of this I really want to know. I'm like, yes. you are a mom. You have you have this huge <laughs> business. You have a podcast. You have all these things. I'm like, you're a nurse. It's just like, how do you do all this? I really need to know. We need your trips. We need yeah. all your tips. So 
Yeah, I have a lot of help, like a lot of help. So I have, obviously I have employees that help me with a lot of the stuff. Mainly my employees help me with stuff that uh, I don't need my brain for. So a lot of just you know, very, like there's a lot of different, like the financial stuff, like the, you know, assistant, you know, type work, um, the con, you know, content planning and stuff like that. Um, so I typically work, I would say I I work pretty much full-time hours during the week. Some, some weeks it's a little bit more, some weeks it's a little bit less depending on what's going on. I have my family here that lives here that helps me out a lot with just like childcare. And then my husband's family lives here too. And, they help out a lot too. And then I have, um, lots of just childcare help during the day. So I, I try to do like a nine to five most days. I typically take Monday afternoons, like I do like a half day on Mondays. Um, but yeah, lots of help. And I feel like I also, I was very privileged in the beginning too, because I have my dad who was a professional photographer in the nineties. So he had a really cool little photography setup in his house with like a nice, pretty white background. And he had photography knowledge that he, you know, could share with me and helped me with pictures. So I have that also, which is really, really great, which I am fully, fully aware that not everybody has those types of privileges. So, um, yeah, it's but really it chalks down to lots and lots of help. Takes a village. <laughs> like, this is not it a one man show. It takes a village. <laughs> I love that though. You only have so much bandwidth <laughs> for everything you're doing, yep. and I think that's I'm all for it. If you can supply, and I love what you did too. You're like you're supplying a job for someone. They're helping yep. you. Like it's win win win. You know we can't do it all. Exactly. You really can't. And I think I think everyone who's trying to do similar things like we are on social media eventually realizes that like you eventually get to that sweet spot where you're like, okay, I'm, I'm rocking it. I'm doing great. But then you realize that your DMS are always full or, you know, you're something's, something's being, you know, you're putting a lot of emphasis into this part of your business business, but this one's, this part's following, falling. So like you eventually have to get help. I mean, it's just the more you grow, like it's, it's inevitable. You can't, there's no way that you can grow a business to the level to this level at least. And it, just me like there's no way I would it would not be what it what it is you know has your mentality about social media shifted over the course of the couple of years like where are you at with it so it yeah it's definitely it's definitely a love hate I mean I I would say it's really shifted towards I'm trying not to rely on social media like fully rely on social media because um I've I've really leaned into the power of like email marketing and acquiring people's email addresses and setting up a really good funnel for, you know, for them, because really at the end of the day, um, Instagram could just yep. go away. Yep. You are absolutely it could, right. It could just completely go away. MySpace. You know? <laughs> yep. Imagine so, having built yeah. your whole career and life on MySpace and now. Look. Right. Well, <laughs> yeah. I think that's a really great point you bring up um, is diversifying you know, yes. whatever your goal is, right, is to diversify. Sam and I, you know, we have an email list. I think it's really important. And for the people, yeah. you know, if someone really is so interested in you, they're going to sign up. They want to know more. They want to stay in tune. They want to stay in touch. And that's how we do it now. You know, Pinterest, 
something people don't think about LinkedIn. Like there's so many different platforms to really diversify on. And obviously for us, we're all in on podcasting. Podcasting is like, we love that. But I think you're right. Like leaning on one platform is, I think it's a detriment to the business. Like it's risky. It's risky. It's risky. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. So a big base of your audience is obviously expecting a new mothers, but I also know that a lot of like aspiring L&D nurses follow you and look up to you. What tips do you have for anyone out there that's aspiring to be an L&D nurse? Yeah, we have a we have a good little following of I'll get messages every once in a while of people saying, Oh, I'm in nursing school and I really, really want to be a labor and delivery nurse. Like I just love, you know, where to, or tip, do you have mm-hmm. any tips for my interviews or mm-hmm. anything? Um, so yeah, I would say to those people, like I, uh, I actually, we have a fair amount of labor and delivery nurses who come and like purchase the birth courses just to go through. Yeah. Like, just that's, a, what that's a good like. idea. Yeah. So yeah. So I would say that, um, obviously, you know, I'm not just here to say, come buy my product if you're a labor and, del- labor and delivery nurse. Um, but we have a lot of great, like really honestly, you can learn a lot by just listening to the podcast um, and just going through our some of our blog articles. I have some some really great focused nursing articles on mommylabornurse.com too. Like what it's, what my typical day looks like as a labor and delivery nurse, you know, what are, I did a FAQ, a whole FAQ podcast with um, one of my coworkers who she's also a labor and delivery nurse, but she's a mommy labor nurse coworker. So I did a whole podcast on just, you know, FAQs for nursing for like labor and delivery nursing. So definitely go listen to that episode. So it's episode 61 on the Mommy Labor Nurse podcast. It's called What It's Like to Be a Labor and Deliver Nurse. And me and my coworker, Tiffany, go over lots of questions. So definitely check that out. Um, Another really great account that I'm happy to plug, they're called Bundle Birth Nurses. And I know you probably, you Mm -hmm. follow them, don't you, Tori? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they have a great account just for aspiring labor and delivery nurses, current labor and delivery nurses. They do a lot of really targeted education towards, towards labor and delivery. Wonderful. Is there anything, um, okay, so anything you want to plug or anything coming up that you want to plug or just? Yeah. So like I said, our new courses are getting ready to be released in November, but all, you know, our courses are definitely available at mommylabornurse.com and you'll have full access to the updates once they're updated in November. So definitely go to mommylabornurse.com and we have all three, you know, birth courses right there and still newborn basics also. Love everything you're doing. Also plug for you. I want to say this too. Your website looks amazing. It's so easy to navigate. It's, I mean, I've like been stalking you from since day one. Like I'm obsessed. You really so. have though. I remember yeah. like way back when you were tips from Tori and you're like, okay, you have to go to this girl's account yes. and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know. I just think that you're doing it all. It's been fun to watch your journey, but you just do it in the right way. I just think that you just do such a great job, Liesl. And, um, you, you know, as I said, you're doing the Lord's work, girl. It's, I love it. I, I love everything you. you're doing. You're so down to earth. I also just think you have really good vibes, you know? I just love your vibes. Good vibes. Good vibes all around, man. We're going to have you on speed dial if we're ever pregnant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll be calling you, girl. Like, <laughs> You're going to be like, lose my number. Yeah, I'll give exactly. you my number. I'll give you. Okay. I'm not going to say it publicly what Perfect. my number is, but I'll give you my number afterwards. Okay. You can text me yes. if you pee on that stick and it turns popular, Okay. <laughs> I'll be sure to tell you. You better post a picture and tag me on your pee stick one day, Tori. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna be so mad. Don't at you. send me your ultrasound pic with no. your penis or yeah. I want I want your pee stick or it didn't happen. 
<laughs> do you have any like final takeaway you want to give to any expecting mamas out there? My final takeaway whenever I'm on a, on a podcast is, like I said, engulf yourself into the birth world and educate yourself as much as possible because knowledge equals power. And that's what we're all about here at Mommy Labor Nurse. I love it. Thank you so much, Liesl, for your time. This was amazing. It's fabulous. It was great to come on. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Love her. Uh, amazing. We just love a little Liesl moment, you know? And her course, A+. Yes, definitely head over to check that out, you guys. And, of course, we have a very special offer for all of you, our selfie listeners. So Liesl and her team at Mommy Labor Nurse have very kindly offered us a discount code. So if you head over to mommylabornurse.com and use code SELFIE10, that's C-E-L-L-F-I-E 10 at checkout, you are going to get 10% off of all of your courses. So that's including the online birthing classes and resources for pregnancy and birth. Exception does apply to their all access pass, but whether you or someone you know, maybe your sister or a good friend of yours is looking for great resources for an all natural focused birth, an epidural focus, or even a C-section focused birth, they have it all there for you. So head over to mommylabornurse.com and use code SELFIE. That's C-E-L-L-F-I-E 10 at checkout. You are going to get 10% off of your order best baby shower gift and very selfie approved if you ask us and make sure you guys are following us on our insta that's at c-e-l-l-f-i-e underscore podcast you can check out all the amazing things linked in the bio yes and again you can find our ebook there Mm -hmm. all of our merch and our bali trip our bali come join us and then make sure you guys leave us a rate and review click those five stars you guys thank you so much for all your support Those are the things that mean so much to us and help us grow as a podcast. We could not thank you enough. And as a thank you to you, if you do leave us a review, drop your IG handle in it and we will be sending you out some free stickers, free pins, free goodies, Mm -hmm. all the fun things. And make sure you're following us on our Instas. That's at Nurse Tori. And at Hey Samantha with two A's. And stay tuned for another fun, spicy bonus episode on Friday. See you guys on Friday. Bye. Bye.